Hey there, friend. Welcome back. I am your host, Dr. Denise Simpson. I hope you all are having a fantastic day. It is absolutely gorgeous here in Austin today. We had a really strong rainstorm come through last night, and today everyone is out and about taking the dogs out. We did that this morning with our two English bulldogs, and we just always have a great time seeing them so excited to meet other dogs and other owners and really enjoying themselves out there. And with with rain comes allergies here in Austin. And if you guys live around this area or know about the crazy allergies, and you know it's really, really bad. I never suffered from allergies until I moved here. So <laughs> it's been a very interesting experience, you know, kind of experimenting with different over-the-counter drugs to help with my allergies. It is absolutely bonkers. But anyway, we had a blast this morning and now I'm here present and ready to help you achieve your one infinite goal. So last week I presented to you an idea called the one infinite goal. And the difference between a one infinite goal and a finite goal really depends on the purpose and how many areas should you achieve this goal will impact. So for example, a finite goal could be just something that you need to accomplish within a week or so or short term. And there's not a a lot of emotional charge behind it, meaning it's not a strong purpose and you don't have a strong why behind it. And it's probably only going to impact one aspect of your life as opposed to the infinite goal, the goal of all goals. (laughs) The goal should you achieve will impact multiple areas of your life. And that is what I like to set. And that is definitely what I like to encourage my clients to do. And so if you want more information on how to create your one infinite goal, head over to the last episode. I think it was probably number eight. Check that out. Let me know what you think. It is also um, a recording from a masterclass that I hosted inside the Deliberate Creators Club, which is my monthly membership, where we really marry the idea of conscious intention and spiritual intuition. So we integrate these two parts of ourselves over in the DCC. And doors will open very, very soon for that. So stay tuned for more information. But today, we are going to talk about the principles for success. Because now that we're motivated and, and now that we, we have selected our one infinite goal, it is time to really stay focused and yes, motivated. Because usually around February or so, and this is what I heard or read somewhere, 80% of New Year resolutions die flat. They fall flat. They are non-existent after February. So 80% of what you planned in January is more than likely going to not fail, but won't progress or continue (laughs) in February. So we have chosen our one infinite goal, which should eliminate all of that. I just, I see resolutions as finite. And so the one infinite goal will help carry you through the entire year, I believe. 
or however long it takes for you to achieve that goal. So here are some tips on success. And these are the principles that I follow and that I share with my clients. So let's jump right into the first principle for success. Know your outcome. Well, that's what we did in episode number eight, right? We did some work there already. We did the preliminary work. We have an idea of of what we need to do to achieve the outcome or achieve the goal. So we know the outcome. We know what we want. And really to make it very clear for your mind, make it into a sentence or two. No more than that. Don't make this into a paragraph. Don't make this into a dissertation or a thesis or an essay. Just simplify it so that your brain goes, oh, that's easy. Yep. Okay. I think we can do that. So know your outcome. That's number one. Number two, please understand that you're going to need to take action. I know so many of us like to sit in meditation. So many of us like to wait for the universe. So many of us have to pray to God or to source or to fill in the blank to be convinced that it will happen or believe that it'll happen. And a lot of us are afraid to take action. And it's easier for us to buy into the idea that something external, something outside of us is going to make this happen. So here, here's some tough love. You will have to take action. And you will take inspired action. And yes, you will tap into your belief systems, whether it's your faith or your spirituality or whatever it is that you need to tap into to to inspire you, to really help as you are going through this progress, as you're going on this journey. But you, my friend, you're going to have to take action. And usually when you take that first action, the momentum begins and therefore helping you take a second step forward, and then a third, and then a fourth. And before you know it, you are jogging towards your goal. And then you start sprinting towards your goal, and then you finally achieve that goal. So take action. And again, I'm not asking you to to deny yourself your faith or your religion or your spirituality here. Trust me. We'll need it because we're going to be faced with so many obstacles coming from our own minds, as well as external obstacles like our loved ones who are very well intended, but some just don't understand why we're wanting to achieve these big audacious goals. So you're going to need to really count on something like your spirituality to carry you through this journey. Okay, so that was number two. You're going to need to take action. And the third principle is have sensory acuity. Well, what does that mean, sensory acuity? Here's where we tap into all our senses, all five, including intuition. This is where you could really sit in a guided meditation or a visualization exercise where you can feel all the things, see all the things, hear all the things, taste all the things, and really tap into your your intuition and, again, your overall senses, as if you have already achieved this goal. And what this does, this visualization exercise or creative imagery or whatever you want to call it, This really gets your mind primed and ready 
to see the outcome in 3D. It is such a fun exercise. And it also gets your, you know, your circuitry in your brain just fired up and really, really excited. And and this is part of motivation. This is part of keeping you excited and and continuing on the momentum. So use your sensory acuity throughout this planning process and throughout the journey to your one infinite goal. So number four, you're going to need to have behavioral flexibility. Okay. Behavioral flexibility. That's pretty obvious. For For those that don't understand what this means, it means that you're going to have to stay agile. So as you progress forward and you're taking these action steps, I want for you to reflect back to see what was successful and what has not been successful. What is impeding your success? What is hindering your steps forward? Or what is actually catapulting you forward? What is actually carrying the momentum? And you're going to have to adjust your behaviors and actions depending on the feedback that you're getting. And, and feedback could look like failure. Like let's say you, you know, you, you're taking two, three steps forward and you're feeling the momentum. And then the, you know, the fifth step perhaps is where you fall flat on your face. And you want to call it a failure. What you're going to do is call it feedback. And what this will help you do is really help you reflect back on the action steps you took, the behaviors that got you to, you know, this, this place in time and how to correct them. So it's behavioral flexibility. So start stretching out that muscle. I know it's probably really in, you know, tensed up right now and hasn't been really you know, flexed in a while. So I want for you to start practicing behavioral flexibility. And I think this goes for anything in life, honestly. You know, it's like you have to stay agile and you have to keep moving. And, you know, when you fall flat on your face, you got to get back up again, but not in a hurry. Don't get back up in a hurry. You're going to have to reflect back, see what you did wrong or what you could have done better. Honestly, this is this is called behavioral flexibility for a reason. You have to stay agile so that you can keep moving forward because a lot of the times failure will keep us flat on our butts. It'll anchor us in our shoes. And and sometimes fear becomes this force where, you know, it keeps us from doing anything risky, it keeps us from doing anything adventurous, it keeps us from really accomplishing these these you know, infinite goals that we have set for ourselves. So have behavioral flexibility, my friend. All right, my friend, our final principle for success is operating from a psychology of excellence. So what does this mean, psychology of excellence? We are looking at habits, beliefs, thinking, feelings, behaviors, results, actions, that someone who is practicing or coming from this psychology of excellence would do. So here's an example for you. I have a virtual mentor. He does not know who I am. I may not ever meet him and it doesn't matter. (laughs) His name is Michael Hyatt and you can find him online. He has one of the best blogs and one of the best podcasts and he is someone who is my model of excellence. 
He is a virtual leader, mentor, and advisor to me. I love his values on family, his values on leadership, especially, and really how he conducts his business. And he is just someone I've looked up to for so many years. And I have taken a list of all the attributes that I admire about him. And I've also taken that list and looked at my list of attributes, my list of habits and behaviors and actions and thoughts and beliefs that are similar to his and that are not, and things that I want to incorporate into my life because of his model of excellence. And what it does, it helps me be a better entrepreneur, it helps me be a better leader, and even a better wife and mother. It is so wonderful to see someone out there doing the things that I want to do. And his model of excellence has guided me throughout this entrepreneurial journey that I'm on as a coach, as a professor, as a businesswoman, and has really um, been my North Star when I have some really challenging things come my way. So take someone out there, virtual or real, who you admire, someone who is the model of excellence for you in your field, in your industry, in your area, and make a list of all those things, all those attributes that you admire about them. And then make a list of yours. Make a list of those habits and behaviors and thoughts and beliefs that you have that perhaps are similar or perhaps aren't and that you'd like to incorporate into your life. And what this exercise helps me do is step into my essence of excellence. It is my unique attributes, the things that I bring to the table, the things that I contribute to the world, that only I can contribute. And it reminds me of who I am, reminds me of all the wonderful things and attributes and skills and wisdom and guidance that I can provide to others. That's what this exercise should allow you to do. It's not about mimicking them. It's not about being a parrot of everything they say. It's really about you identifying the things that make you great and the things that you want to incorporate into your life to take you to that next level of excellence. So that is number five, my friend, operating from a psychology of excellence. So those are the five principles for success. So use these as you are on your journey to greatness. Use this as you are on the journey to accomplishing this one infinite goal. Remember, the infinite goals are not finite. So they require so much more attention from you. And it will require motivation. And it'll require you looking at your goals in a very different way. So use these five principles. And again, number one, know your outcome. Number two, you're going to take action. Number three, have sensory acuity. Number four, have behavioral flexibility. And last but not least, operate from a psychology of excellence. I hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to serving you on the next episode. Take good care, everyone. Bye-bye.